but there was one day that we didn't have power and how we had to navigate that. And it was like when they turn the lights off on you, you know, you feel powerless, right? And that was the day that we decided that this situation was not going to define us, that we were going to do whatever it took to overcome the challenges that we had, you know, had been created. And I think through the next couple of years, we got stuck in a lot of that lack and a lot of that fear. But God, the lessons we've learned and the expansion. And then coming to California, you know, having a certain amount of money and feeling really abundant when we got here and then watching that money dwindle really fast because we had to rebuild a, a home and, uh, you know, furniture and saran wrap and, and silverware and dishes because <laughs> we brought nothing. Watching that money go really fast and then being at that situation again but doing it totally differently. Oh like God. we are not going to live in fear anymore. We are going to live in the faith and the trust that the universe always has our back. And when I tell you miracles happened left and right, we bought a truck for my husband, had no idea how we were going to pay for it. And a man hired him and paid his truck payment because he knew that we didn't have the money to pay it. And then once it got to the point where he let him go and Mike created his own business, we were able to pay. We've never missed a truck payment. It's just crazy when you put your faith forward and you're like, this is gonna work out because we believe it because we've got this strong fortitude and the dedication to live abundance. What's up, Yogi Triathlete community? This is episode 106 of the YTP. This is the pod, the place, the hub for which we share purpose in life. Yeah, that's right. We're not here just to go through the motions. Oh my, we are here for so much more than that. And I just have to say that I have two high vibe peeps with me today who are on fire. And we are going to dive into how to play this game of life like a master. But first, who am I? Who is Yogi Triathlete? I'm Jess, your host. And along with my badass soul partner, BJ, we are the co-founders of Yogi Triathlete Holistic Performance. And we are on a mission to create a better world. We have found through many uncomfortable moments of diving into ourselves that we are here on this earth to assist others in waking up, not only to their self-imposed limits, but to their infinite power and strength as athletes, parents, friends, and members of this global community. Strength in numbers, you better believe it, but it all starts with realizing our strength within. And the more we can do this, and not in an egoic, selfish manner, we all get to hop on this bus to creating a better world. And to this community, we offer triathlon and run coaching, mental training through mindfulness and meditation and plant-based nutrition counseling for those looking to take their higher vibe to the plate. And today, we are gonna blow up our societal conditioning and provide the how through sharing experience as I share the mics today with Coach BJ and returning podcast guest and episode favorite, Golden Duffy. Golden was our guest on the YTP number 72 last September, and we were brought together by a seemingly random connection from the UK, and I could not be more grateful to have this woman in my life. She is my friend, my sister, and my partner in the M21 revolution. Golden has studied quantum physics and universal law for almost a decade, and she has been a dedicated meditator for over 20 years. Similar to BJ and I, she and her husband Mike got rid of everything they owned for a new life on the warrior path out here in Southern California. Her experiential wisdom and knowledge combined with my studies and life as a yogi make up the supportive foundation for the M21 community. M21 started as an intuitive hit and has grown into an international community of people who are done living in lack, limits, and judgment. 
These are the creators of the better world that I speak of, and they are the ones who have transformed M21 from a 21-day mindful living challenge into a revolution that will not be stopped. So I think it's best at this point to let these lions out of their cages because I can feel the energy building up big over here. BJ and Golden, I am super fired up to have the three of us reunited for the show. And I have to say, it couldn't have come at a better time because I have been moving through some serious muck over the last couple of days. Um, so I want to dive in right away just to you, Golden, like M21, what is it to you? What is it? How is it born and what has it grown into for you? Oh, it's like a love child for sure. <laughs> it's like a love oh child. Oh my gosh. You know, it was one of these like fleeting thoughts that I had. You know, I had this this person who was living with me who was addicted to drugs and I thought that I could save him and I thought if I could just teach him to meditate and if I could put a, an online program together that he could just listen to on his phone because he loved to be on his phone, then I could really I could really help him. Well, he never ever tuned into M21, but I, you know, as I was thinking about this, I thought, who would I want to do this with? And Jess and I had just met, only knew each other for about two hours. And I thought, God, she's the perfect person to bring this to a community. So it was born through just calling you and you saying yes and creating this incredible thing that has just snowballed into it's a revolution. I, I, I always say it's a revolution. It's like the keys to the kingdom. It's, it's an awakening in our consciousness. It's an awakening in our collective to bring us all to the point of knowing our power and becoming stronger and living a life of abundance and joy. And, and this boy left my life and now is in the Air Force. So I feel really good about that. But he never, you know, he was just the catalyst, I think, to bring us to a situation that could help so many people. Yeah. And I, it's the perfect, it's the perfect story <laughs> for how this was created because it just shows that although you thought, okay, I want to do this to assist him, right? Mm -hmm. You were in service. What you didn't realize is that bringing this together and reaching out to me that day and saying, I think we're supposed to do a class or something. Mm -hmm. And then we started meditating and marinating about it. It ended up being that we are now in service of this international community. And just so everybody knows, they are in service of us. Totally. It's incredible <laughs> to have this community that allows you and I to live our purpose, to, to live what I believe we're here to do. You know, and BJ is very much a part of that. And although he's not that active in the group, um, you know, he is serving our team of athletes. And it's just so incredible to see you, BJ. Um, like how you're responding to our athletes and like when they're getting down and injured and sick and missing training and, you know, maybe dogging it a little bit. So like for you, M21 really being the way that you live, what does it mean to you? Like, what does it mean to you that like Golden and I have come together and like we've created this? What are, what are you seeing? I see two superhuman beings. <laughs> <laughs> Superheroes, I guess you could call it. But it's, it's really, you know, I, I do have, the background and understanding just from your experience, just from feeding off the vibe that you give and the knowledge that you have. And now after we had uh, Golden on the podcast last year, listening to that and now following through all these M21s, the knowledge that just oozes from you guys. Like it just, it's like, it's nonstop. And it, 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 it doesn't cover just one topic. It covers so many things that you can either take a piece from or you can sit there and take the whole conversation. We listened to the whole 21 minute video uh, this morning and everything about it, I connected with. Mm -hmm. And then there's other days where 
you you get into a topic of 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 one of the members and you, you and you go deep and the mm. conversation just keeps going and going mm. because it doesn't end with just your feedback and your 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 advice and your direction of where they can go they have more questions it's opening up more channels within them so then now it starts to grow and then you get to the root of it and it, it never really is about the first thing that they asked it goes more, <laughs> yeah. more deeply. It's, it's never what we think it's going to be. <laughs> well, and I think an important element of the group is that we all live the same life. Like we're all living this, we're all expanding, we're all growing together. We all have these worthiness issues underneath. So as we address these things for other people, I'm addressing them for myself. Jess is addressing them for herself. BJ, you know, it's like we're in this collective together and we're all growing as a community, which means that it becomes this like infinite expression and then we're all learning together we're all growing it's like we're taking pieces of all of it for each one of us and i just think that that makes it way more expansive than just being on this journey by yourself oh totally and you know you and i aren't sitting there i mean i know i'm not levitating off my cushion in fact it's even hard for me to sit (laughs) cross-legged as an ultra runner you know so it's Mm. we're living it too and i led a um I wanted, I had a quote unquote agenda for what I wanted to share in the group the other day in a video. I wanted to do this full body progressive muscle relaxation because I thought, oh, that's going to put them into the healing nervous system and what a great place to heal because they're had been some folks you included who were experiencing I was say, then some, I got the flu. <laughs> some flu-like <laughs> yeah. symptoms or some yeah. injuries, and, you know, whether it's mental or physical, you know, healing is healing. We don't, we don't selectively heal. And I went out for a run because I just wanted to clear my head. I had done a lot of things that day and it was just coming in so, so strong, like, Push and I away. needed that so much yeah, that day. Like, you have no idea. Because I was feeling like a failure for getting sick. Like I haven't been sick and I haven't had the flu in like five years. So here I am feeling like a failure and you get on and you're like, it's purification. And I was like, <laughs> God, I love that so much better than failure. It feels yeah. so much like more real to me. Yeah, like, and it was yes. just coming in and I ended up doing this like 45 minute oh, guided. It was incredible. Like, I, lo- I left the room. I don't even know where I went during that, but it was incredible. And I felt I had a headache. Still yeah. from my flu, and I woke up and woke up from wherever I was and didn't have it. So yeah, that was it huge. moved a lot of energy. I did this forty-five minute like chakra balancing, and if if all of a sudden you're like, oh, I got to turn the channel. She just said chakra, you know, whatever. <laughs> believe in them, not believe in them. Have a conversation with a metaphysician, and um, do one of these meditations. Yeah, do one I of these meditations and, and tell me you don't feel yeah, super energy moving, but. What happened in, you know, as an illness and sickness, and this is probably a good segue into one of the things we wanted to talk about today. It's like, it is purification. It is healing. Mm -hmm. And when we go into these healing um, situations or energy sessions or um, even acupuncture or massage or even meditation, it can shake things up. And so for the last two days, I have been in the residue of whatever I knocked free Mm -hmm. in leading that meditation. And Yesterday, it was just this heaviness of fear, Mm -hmm. and I had crazy dreams Mm -hmm. the whole uh, night, that evening after leading the meditation, and then all last night, waking up in, like, lack, Mm -hmm. lack of money, Mm -hmm. like, I was feeling all this lack, but... The beautiful thing about walking this path is that I am wide freaking awake, so I know that that's none of that shit is real and you're going to move through it so much faster yes and so my yeah. whenever i feel that like i would feel it in the middle of the night and i remember i would just cuz i was just talking about how soft our sheets are on our bed ah. that i just got and i was like right now i couldn't be more comfortable ah. and more at peace 
Like whatever this feeling is that I'm having, this is just something I knocked loose. And if I don't give it fuel, if I just let it be there and focus on how comfortable and peaceful my body is right now in this, in this, in this sanctuary of my bed, I know that that's going to go and it's not going to come back because that's gone. Now, do I have more in there? Probably, but it's like dealing with what it is that's showing up in the moment and not seeing it as, um, this is my truth. Oh my God, I don't have enough money. Oh my God, we can't afford this trip we're, we're planning. Yeah, of course yeah. we can. And that's one thing that you mentioned in, um, in your video is like, get rid of this idea of like, I can't afford it. Oh. All right, so forget illness and sickness. Yeah. We're going to get into that. Let's talk about the last. Well, and I think I think what you just touched on as far as like, I think most people are living this low level of misery and this low level of fear, but they're covering it up with drugs and alcohol and um, distractions and TV and all the things that they're doing and they're trying to hide from it. And we're trying to, you know, push away from the feelings. And when you're pushing away from the feelings, you're really just creating a frequency with those feelings. And that's what's creating in your life. And we get isolated because we look at other people totally. and we don't think that they're experiencing oh, especially the same on thing Facebook, that we are. Because Facebook, you know, everybody puts out this awesome perception of like, I'm so happy. And, no, it should be called false, you know, right, false, false book. book. Where's the altar Facebook? Where's the real Facebook? Where's the real Facebook? Well, I'll tell you where it is. It's in the M20. That's what I love I mean, about I M21. This is not an advertisement for yeah. M21. But we're just so passionate about that. it, yeah. Because that's where it is. You we're know, the, so authentic and real. Yeah. And the first thing I did was post yesterday morning on the way to yoga. Like, oh, I am in a <laughs> sea of it yeah. right now because of that meditation <laughs> I led. And so here's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Um, yeah. To help move this energy. Well, and I think that's so helpful for people. And and when you when you join the M21 and when you come in and you start meditating, you're gonna start working through this stuff. And as a community, we're supporting you. We're holding you. We're, so you're not we're gonna, in that isolation, right? And we're gonna walk you through it. So you're gonna go through it a lot faster. And then at the other side of that, there's so much joy. Like we experience so much joy as a group and so much abundance as a group that. You know, it's like I said, it's the keys to the kingdom. Yeah. So it's the yeah. opposite of lack. Yeah. So what's this? So let's go into lack. What is this? This societal conditioning. Well, I want to we you know I want to start because a lot of us you know are I think in our group are like in their 30s and 40s and and we're bringing in this generation of people who have been connected to the depression, and I, and I like to start there because you know we all had grandparents that experienced the depression. So as a generational you know cycle, we've picked up on that energy. So we have this belief that we don't have enough and that we have to save and that we have to work hard and we have to struggle. This is something that we grew up with. It's societal. So as we start to pull away from that, like as the internet was launched, now we're seeing kids who are becoming these huge YouTube sensations. Like my daughter's going to a show on Saturday night. We're paying for her to go see kids who are YouTube sensations. These kids are making tons of money on the internet and they're not doing anything except being themselves, right? Just presenting their persona. So as we see that and we start to see how life is easier and there's flow and there's the internet and it's just easier to start businesses and create income, we start to see that that's not true anymore. And we start to break away from that belief system. But we're so entrapped by it. We're so entrained to believe it that we start to see the, especially if you have financial struggle in your life, there will be evidence every single day that you are struggling because you will look at your bank account and you will say there's not enough money in there. And as you do that, you set up a frequency with not enough money. Every time you say, I can't afford it, or I can't do that, you are setting up a frequency with that money. So the money that could possibly come to you 
won't come because you're not activating it. So as we step out of the lack and we start looking for abundance, not in money, but in what is all around you. There's abundance of love. There's abundance of flowers. There's abundance of sunshine. Whatever you can look at, there's an abundance of lemons on your refrigerator. I know there is. Right? So looking at that abundance and going, <laughs> we have an abundance of lemons, right? That's exactly what we said when there's we brought no them home the other in that day. that bowl of lemons. There's no lack. <laughs> right? Seriously, we were like, oh my God, we... Right? Look there's at these no, lemons. This is amazing. There's no lack in the universe. We've got a whole bag of yeah. lemons. It was beautiful. Right. Look at the universe. There is no lack in the universe. You know, these birds are like thriving and, and flying. Look at the around. oceans. The ocean. There's always waves. It never stops. Right? How many drops of water are in the ocean? It's mind blowing. So if you can start to tap in and plug into that abundance and start to really believe in in the abundance of who you are, but it takes, that takes work because it takes takes, practice, right? It takes shifting all this stuff and releasing all this stuff. And that's what we do in our group is helping people release this stuff and come in tune with it and touch with it and say, what were the belief systems that were handed to me before I was five years old? There was a lot of lack. There was a lot of things that people told me I couldn't do. There was a lot of no's. There was a lot of I have to be kept safe and protected. And so when we grow up in situations like that, how do we break from that? How do we change the generational cycle for our children, for our grandchildren, and say we live in an abundant universe? How can I tap into that? How can I become more abundant? I think what we have forgotten is that whatever it is that created that ocean and all those drops mm. of water that create the ocean is the same thing that created us. And we're right? connected. So that energy yes. yep. that is in the ocean, which is so abundant, nobody's going to argue with that, how deep it is, how Vast. how many waves, like they just keep coming. How many coming. living creatures How many are living in it? creatures. Yeah. The energy that created us created that. So that ener- we have that energy in common. And look at, you know, a rose bush and... Not just the rose bush, the but how many petals are in each bloom? The perfection. And what about the space in between the leaves? Yeah. And then how many leaves on each stem? And then what about what you can't see, right? What about the roots of where all of this is growing from? And the roots is no different than saying, like, what is our frequency? What are the thoughts we're indulging? Mm. What are the actions? Like, what are we reinforcing? How do we that feel? is the roots. Yeah of what we're creating. Um, And we forget that that energy, that created worlds Ah, is in us, right? Like, yes, that's it. Yes. And so how do you tap into that? It is my experience that you got to shut up and sit down and be still. Yeah, absolutely. Because meditation, meditation is it. Mm -hmm. Because that's where we're going to, we're, where our true selves, that energy that creates worlds, is going to have more of a face mm-hmm. within our life in this physical world. Right. You're giving it attention, so it becomes we're more giving of a it force. attention because right. normally we're not giving. I have to go to the bank. I have to. Yeah. Oh my God, this oh, yeah. check bounced. Yeah. And now I got to go to whatever, and I got to buy this thing, and I can't afford it, and we need gas, and I have to be home. I got to oh, make it's dinner. Constant. And, it's constant. yeah, it's just constant. Mm-hmm. And so, where is the energy that creates worlds? It's all there. We're just not spending any time. Nor do we really. No. Nor did anybody ever teach us how to do this. No. No. And Nobody I think this, how to do the, this. this would be the solution to everything that's happening in our world right now is if we taught this to elementary school kids, honestly. 
Honestly. So in the, so a belief is just a thought you keep thinking, right? So if we, if we keep having the same mind patterns over and over and over again, we're going to keep creating the same thing. We create from past experience because that's what we know, right? Right. And that's the mind is like, um, it's like a hard drive on a computer. Yeah. So we create files, on repeat. files, it's files. on repeat, it's on repeat, <laughs> it's on yeah. repeat right? And what we like, what I like uh, to do, yeah, like when I work yeah. with people is I'm just like, we're going to go in there and we're just going to hold that delete button down. Yeah. Totally. And then we're going to empty the trash. Yeah. Completely. So it's gone. I and create new analogy. files. Yeah. Create new files. And that's what meditation does because it helps you to step away from those patterns and those files and to create new ones that are more about who you are and what you actually have the capabilities of creating. Which are the higher frequencies. And so yeah. Einstein said it. Yeah. Everything is energy. Everything. Everybody who listens to this has heard me say that a million times. Everything is energy. And so when we allow for those higher frequencies to come in, those higher energies, now our energy starts to be higher. And for me to say I can't afford something or that I'm not, I don't have enough of something doesn't even make sense to me anymore. Mm. But I'll tell you right now, for many, many decades, it made a lot of sense. It was my truth. Yeah, for sure. And it's the truth of a lot of people because they look at their situation and they say, the only way that I can make money is my job. And in that, you close yourself down from all the other possibilities of money coming in. And we see it all the time, people getting inheritances and winning the lottery and getting mailbox money from nowhere. These things happen. And if we release the expectation that we can only make the money or only create the abundance that's in front of us, then we start to introduce the energy that's in the world, the energy that creates worlds. And we start to pull from it and we start to allow it and we start to activate it. And that's what changes things massively, quickly, like quantum leap changes things. And when we can live in abundance, in, I mean, we're talking specifically about money. When we can start to shift there, guess what else shifts? The abundance of who we are and, yeah. and the abundance of our ability to believe in ourselves. Your value. And, yes, sure. our value because we are worthy. Yeah. You know, anytime... Um, BJ, I'll hear you kind of say something that is, I'll just look at him now and I go, that is an, uh, it is an untruth. You are worthy. It is an untruth. You are worthy. I love because it. I love my husband, yes. right? And I'm, I'm, believe me, I am, I am not immune to lower we are frequencies. We're all in this. Yes. We're all in this. And I want to save him, but saving him does not help. Yeah. Number one, I can't save mm -hmm. him. All I can do is point out that that is an untruth. Yeah. Like you are worthy. Create you know? the awareness yeah, it's around constant, it. It's so, <clears throat> it's a constant battle. There's no days off. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. And, and back to the meditation, you're saying the meditation is the place where it happens. Well, the belief system is so mm -hmm. strong. It's going to continually block you from sitting. In, it's, you're not going to be successful. Maybe you will in the first session. And what is successful? I guess there's no really, there like, is no definition. There's no definition. Yeah. So just sitting quietly. So in the M21 group, like people who are just starting out meditation and you sit there, yeah, everything that you believe, your beliefs, it's gonna pull you out. It's gonna be like, I can't sit here for five minutes. Exactly. And then you're gone. Yeah. And you're like, I give up. This I can't do this working. anymore. This yeah. isn't working. Yeah. I, I wasn't successful. But this is the very thing, and this is the very reason why athletes are so great for this because they, they have that drive and relentlessness. Yeah. They, they'll come back. Yeah. And I say that in my yoga classes all the time when, when when people fall out of the pose, it's like, be relentless and come back Yeah. versus like giving up. Yeah. And the same thing with the meditation. It's like a block of ice and you want to break that block of ice and you put that, or firewood, firewood, even better, firewood. I used to cut so much firewood growing up. Oh, me too. Oh, God. Yeah, in New England, right? <laughs> in the whale barrels, bringing it up the hill. Oh, God. <laughs> God, we Can't sound like we're from the 1800s, right? 
But you get that that. I don't even know what it's called, but the wi- the wedge. Yes. And you and that's oh, especially yeah. for the big, big yep. trees. Yeah. And you get that wedge in there and it's not gonna go in on the first time. And you have to like get the sledgehammer yeah. and you're like hitting it down, hitting it down, yeah. hitting it down. And you may just a little, over bit. a little bit. Yep. Get the next wedge. Millimeter at a time. Yes. Yeah. And then finally, after like six wedges, dad, I'm, I'm you yeah. do have six wedges. <laughs> the thing busts open and you're only halfway open. Now you gotta cut the rest of it. So that's the same thing with these with these thoughts that are just they're yeah. They're so strong yeah, they're ha- so because strong. you've been believing in them for so strong and people have gotten on board. We were talking about this before that everybody gets on board with the story Yeah. and like, you're not worthy. You're not worthy. You can't do this. But in order to break through, it takes relentless, constant pursuit. Well, and you, you said something to me when I, the very first time I met you, you said something about dedication and I was having a hard time committing to my exercise. Like I would do it for a couple of days and then I would stop. And you said, it just takes dedication and commitment. And that word dedication, I was like, if I become dedicated to my exercise, like, what does that look like? So it's like, if you become dedicated to something, it means you don't just blow it off because you're dedicated, right? So I'm so dedicated to meditation. There is rarely a day that goes by that I don't at least sit for 10 to 15 minutes, rarely. And I know you guys are the same way. And exercise is the same thing, right? Like anything we want to do. Right. Right. You can apply it. You can apply it to, to anything. anything, and it doesn't have dedication. Doesn't mean you're going to go out and run a 5K fast every day. No. Dedication could mean every other day. I'm something. getting out there and doing something. something right. Yes. It's, it's just it's your own twist yeah. on what that word means. It it has a definition, but you can. There's plenty of fluff around it where you can yeah. expand. Exactly. Yeah. And I can like speak from experience when I say, you know, everybody's experience is different. And we've seen people come into the group and they've just started meditating and they're like, it's amazing. It's there. And like, that was not my experience. No. <laughs> that was not my experience at all. My experience was very much like my mother's experience when she called me one day and was like, Jessica, just so you know, meditation can cause panic attacks. I was like, hell yeah, I can mom. Like, I'm so with you, girl. Totally. Because... I was the going, 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 couldn't sit down, like whatever. Every conversation I would go for the win, you know, it was, it was just It's not easy to stop. Oh my God. We're not trained to stop. Yeah. And when I stopped, I got to see everything that I was putting into physical motion Mm -hmm. in stillness. I got to see what that, or I got to really feel what that energy felt like Mm -hmm. when I didn't um, when I didn't activate it in a physical way by, you know, I've got nothing to do. So I'm going to go to the pharmacy and go buy a bunch of stuff at the yeah. pharmacy. You're I not actually processing when you're doing that. No. You're just kind of, you're, you're pushing it down. So then you're vibrating, you have a frequency of that anxiety and you don't even, people don't even know it. And right? the one thing that I think I was really so blessed with was I don't ever remember a time ever in all the years that I've been meditating where I, where I thought this isn't working or when is this going to start working? Right. Right? And I, and I've seen that with some folks that have come and gone in the group, like how much mindfulness is it going to take for me to feel better? Right. And it's like, right. Oh my God. Yeah. That's using the, the reasoning, like yeah. our, our faculty of reasoning yep. to try and understand something that is not of the logical mind. Mm -hmm. It is beyond the logical mind. Mm -hmm. So everyone is on their own path. And when I'm so grateful that I was able to sit in that, that just storm of uh, discomfort for like definitely the first year and definitely some meditations still today. Mm. 
that I didn't walk away. Right. And I think that that's when a lot of people walk away. So they'll walk away from meditation or they'll walk away from their dream mm-hmm. um, when life brings them to their knees. Mm-hmm. And that happens all the time. And we were saying, I had this realization this morning. We were listening to one of your videos from last week when you were talking about starting over. And I said to BJ, I was like, you know what? And our listeners are, are going to remember this. Like, I think we were on our knees in, in March. Mm. I remember one morning being down at the beach and we were sitting on the bench and I had met BJ down there and I just looked at him and I was like, we need help. Mm. Like, we need help. I can't. Mm. We can't. It was, the, it was so heavy. I couldn't carry it anymore. Mm. And so I had to open up this part of my heart that said, like, I'm not ashamed of this. Which is the ultimate in vulnerability. <sighs> yeah. And I got on this microphone and I asked our community for help. Mm-hmm. And I said, I want, you know, everything says we're supposed to keep this podcast going. But, you know, it's like 15 hours a week. Yeah. And, you know, we hadn't even been able to pay our rent. You right. know, we've been living here for a month it's been, or a year. It had been going on a credit card. And mm-hmm. I thought, okay, now it's getting to the point where those limits are being hit. And we and I believe in this so much, but we need help. And sometimes we need help. And that it took the universe to bring us to our knees. And, all, and although the amount of support we received wasn't, even like a quarter of what our quote unquote goal was, those people who spoke up and even the ones that didn't support us, we were specifically asking for support on our Patreon page to support the podcast as a viable part-time job, which is really what it is. So it was a percentage of people who showed up and donated $5 a month, $10 a month, whatever it was they pledged. And like I said, even though it was like a smaller amount of what our actual monetary goal was like it gave us I'm like there's no turning back yeah yeah like it was what we needed so I could get hung up on oh we we wanted this and we got this it's confirmation yeah we got exactly what the universe said this is exactly what you're gonna need need to keep going (laughs) yeah to keep going so keep going and even the folks that didn't you know, it just wasn't in their wheelhouse or whatever, or it wasn't aligned to support us on Patreon, which is totally fine. They would send us emails, keep yeah. going, please keep going. Yeah. We just ran into a woman up in Santa Rosa who I'll never forget what she said. The struggle is real, but you got to keep going. Yeah. Um, Tulsist from Miami. Uh, Miami Beach, like what a beautiful being. She has no, I don't know if she has any idea how much that like, that I'm still carrying her words. Yeah, And so you know, life will bring you to your knees. And we were at that point, and I said it on that podcast, we are at that point where 99.9% of people would say, I am done. Done. I am out of here. Yeah. Enough of this being in service, you know, while my debt accumulates, (laughs) I am done. This makes no sense. But our hearts are so full of this mission of Yogi Triathlete. We knew we had to continue. It just, and I think for us being survivors, being Mm. like, you know, I grew up like, um, I can do it all on my own. Yeah. And you know what? That's what bringing, bringing you to your knees does. And I had to ask for help. Is it helps you to realize that you're not in this alone. Right. That there is an activation in the universe, that there is universal support, that there are people out there that as you let go, being on your knees is letting go. That's what it is. Like, I can't do anything else. I've done everything I possibly can. Now, now the universe, God, source, infinite energy, whatever you want to call it, has to step in and help us. And when you do that, 
you activate worlds yeah. like magic. Oh yeah, miracles. we ended up receiving an incredible partnership um, that has really helped us be sent on our way. And it's an incredible manifestation. Yeah, everyone you know? in the community. Everyone, I just want. I hope everybody can feel like the love in these words because yeah. it's it's infinite. And I don't, yeah. I don't believe I will ever ever forget that day that I was like writing that intro, saying like, okay, here's the deal. Yeah, we need your help. Yeah, like oh, that was a daughter of a marine. You know, like <laughs> I was like always talk about belief systems from the age of five. When I was young, I walked in, I was in our living room and I walked into a sliding glass door. Mm. And I remember my grandfather, who was my best friend. I always used to call him my best friend. He said, oh, you're such a good girl. You never cry. <laughs> oh, did that mess me up? <laughs> oh man, belief system. I never cried. Yeah. yeah. And then I started meditating and I think I cried for like three years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my sister's always like, why are you so angry in your 20s? And I was like, because I never cried, you had dude. all this pent-up emotion. That stuff festers. Exactly. Yeah. And as that stuff festers, it creates that frequency that actually activates whatever's happening in your life. So if you really want to know what your vibrational frequency is, look around you. Look at the people you're in contact with. Look at the situations that are coming to you and decide if that's how you want to go forward. And if you don't, then I would highly recommend joining M21 and we can help you change that. <laughs> I remember, uh, this is reminding me of that conversation we had with Billy Hafferty, and he was talking about a point in his life where he was say, he was saying, like, you know, the, they say, like, the five people closest to you yeah. or whatever, and oh, he, yeah. was, he was sitting in this rest of the steakhouse with these guys that he worked with, and they were all talking about, like, guns and the gun closet and all this stuff, and he was, like, in that moment, he was, like, Gun closet guys cannot be my right. They can't be my guys. Be guys. They can, this yeah. gun closet guy yeah. cannot be one of my five. Yeah, something has to shift for sure. For yeah. sure. And so, um, yeah. So going. Let's talk about like these stories that we tell ourselves and how those put limits. And you know, BJ, as a coach, you see this all the time with like I, I can't. I, can't, I could never do I an can't. Iron Man. I can't. I can't. I, I, can that word. I can't swim because I'm slow, or yeah, I can't yeah. get into yoga because I'm not flexible. Yeah. Like, insert here I yeah, can't like, I, can't. I can't do it so many and so many and, and yeah. they're just and as you talked about they're just building that up more and more but I think in the coaching realm and being part of the M21 you start to you start to be very careful with the words that you communicate with and your you athletes. question those you question yes, that yes. right like and why can't I <laughs> why yeah and, and what else yeah so okay why can't you swim yeah you don't have a wetsuit get a wetsuit yeah I can't swim uh, far okay we'll get in the pool and we'll, we'll start yeah. small and we'll, and I love the drill down like drill down like what what is it like why yeah. why can't you do that what you know give me the reason so that we can knock out all the lack and limitation that you have going on and that's a beautiful thing that you do for people incredible yeah, and, and it works yeah it works it totally it, it, works but I can speak from firsthand experience yeah. working with Jess like you hold on to that. Like mm -hmm. it's, 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 I'm getting chills, but it's like your, it's your, it's your identity. It's your identity. Yes. It's like, you're, you're asking me, how can I go faster? Way like, out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whoa. but yeah. then when I get those feelings now, yeah. And this is a shift and maybe, and yeah, it's come from meditation. It's like, you go after that. Like yeah. if something scares you, if something is determining who you are as a person or what you can achieve, then question that and everything around it. Amen. And then, Pursue it and yes. be relentless and exhaust all <laughs> options. And you may not come out with the solution, you, but you, if you're happy with exhausting the options, great, move on to the next thing. Exactly. But just exhaust all of your energy into disproving what you think is true. And it goes back to the people around you because they're going to continually 
show you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what you can change. Absolutely. And the, the identity that we have was created by the time we were five years old. So we're all walking around with this five-year-old belief system that either our parents gave us or our teachers. I just remember so many teachers like telling me I wasn't artistic or just so many different things that we've taken on as our identity that I'm trying to break all of that. I'm like, what can I do different today that I didn't do yesterday that's going to make me feel like a different person? And when you break away from identity, you break away from past experience and you break away from thought patterns that just keep creating the same thing in your life. And then you start to really recognize that you've got the power because you activate information when you do that. When you let go of that, I can't, mm -hmm. then what you're doing is you're saying, okay, universe, okay, God, infinite source, whatever, give me the information. Because I know that I am like a computer inside. We are like computers inside. Eventually they say there won't even be computers. We will be the computers because we have so much information. We have so much access to information. And you said in the beginning, like Jess and I have just all this information running through us. We're connected, that's why. We have all this, we have like infinite wisdom that's just coming through us. I say things and I'm like, who the heck just said that? I do it all the time and I'm like, it's not even me speaking because I'm talking to myself, first of all. I'm telling myself things I need to hear, <laughs> right? So we have all this access to information. I had a woman, a client, who had just gone through a divorce and she wanted to build a fire and she had never built a fire before, but she really wanted to have a fire in her fireplace. And she let go of that, I can't, and I'm scared and it's out of my comfort zone. And she built a roaring fire that was amazing and she thought, I can do anything. And that is what we have access to. And that's, I believe, what we are opening up for people when we introduce meditation and mindful living. Well, in something like that, what it does is it builds the will. Yeah. Completely. You have to have a strong will. Like, yeah. And not everybody is born with a strong will, but that doesn't matter. Athletes, have, like BJ touched upon, athletes have a naturally strong will. Like yeah. we're going to get the work done, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Unfortunately, what we also have is the, I'm going to push through it and I'm going to endure everything. Yeah. And you know, what we've discovered, BJ and I as athletes and coaches is that, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We actually don't have to endure. Like I want to remove the whole endurance, endurance from endurance struggle. Sports. Endurance struggle. Because, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's, uh, I've, this blog post has been with me for years, like why I am not an endurance athlete. Yeah. I am not an endurance yeah. athlete because it's not about enduring. It's not about pushing through. It's not about making it suck, right? No, it's about being powerful from a platform of calm. Yeah. Right? That, um, that will allow us to um, reach these levels of performance in our life and, and in our athletics that, you know, the, our reasoning mind, our limited mind, our brain doesn't have the, um, because it's all based on past mm -hmm. information, yep. doesn't have the capability to imagine or not, I shouldn't say imagine, but to compute, right? right? Cause it is the imagination. Yeah, can't grasp it. It hasn't happened yeah. yet. It's yeah. It's the imagination that is our best friend. The imagination, right? right? The land of the unknown. Because you're going beyond your identity. Right. You're going yeah. beyond your identity. And so if you are somebody who starts out on something, like you find this pattern of like, oh, I tried to train for a 5K and I couldn't. I tried mm -hmm. meditation and it didn't work for me. I tried this thing with my shoulder, but I, I'm just going to have a bad shoulder my whole life. Right. Well, <laughs> you can build your will because... When I was very, very ill with West Nile virus, I remember I went to a homeopathic doctor and I said, you know, the doctor said there was no cures or anything you can oh do to help me. God. They told me I might die. And I just got married. And she just laughed and laughed and laughed and was like, no cure. 
right? Of course there's a cure. That's such a limiting belief. I remember her saying that to me. And so everything requires will. And so by setting out to do something you've never done before, whether that's making a fire or uh, sprouting buckwheat or planting a flower or, you know, you're a great example of somebody who always said that you didn't have a green thumb yes. and all of your plants died. Oh my and gosh. now you have all these, I have all these beautiful amazing, plants around me. beautiful yeah. living beings. I'm keeping them alive. And so <laughs> when we set out to do something, it doesn't matter how small it is and we see it to completion, that builds our will. Totally. And that's the will is that drive that it takes to sit in meditation every day. Mm-hmm. It really, really does. And it's, it's, it's the lack of will that, and will also like in the willingness, mm-hmm. you know, to really sit with it where most people walk away. And if mm-hmm. you've walked away, I just, I, I hope it's your time to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's what we're, I believe Reignite. it's what we're all here to Reignite, do. Reignite, you know? So it's, Talking about stories and being brought to your knees, you and Mike have been brought to your knees for <laughs> sure, right? Let's just throw down a couple yes. of scary words. We're so on the other side. It feels so good to be on the other side of it all. When you were going through mm. that stuff, so what was it like the economic crash? What was that like? 2008. 2008. Yeah. Like your husband's business was wiped yeah. out. We had a $3 million business that was wiped out and it felt like it was wiped out overnight. And, you know, we were, we had 10 employees. We laid all of them off. They had been with us for seven years. That was the hardest day of my husband's life was to let these guys go. And to realize that, you know, we were so connected with the economy, that our business was so connected and that, you know, we were at a point where it was like, there was no money for the mortgage. There was barely money for food. Um, I remember we got this electric bill in the mail. It was like $1,200 and I'd gone to the town to see if they could help us pay it. And they said, no, (laughs) like, Why? Because it's too big. I, I, it was so like beyond me. And we literally found, I remember sitting at the kitchen table with him. And did you ever see that movie, Life is Beautiful? Yeah. Okay. So, so I, I take Life is Beautiful and I'm like, we are not marching to our deaths here. This was about a dad who was like literally marching to his death and he was pretending to be funny for his son. And I was like, we're not marching to our deaths. This is like nothing. This is an electric bill. And all of a sudden we remembered we had $1,000 in an account somewhere that we had totally forgotten about. It was crazy. But there was one day that we didn't have power and how we had to navigate that. And it was like when they turn the lights off on you, you know, you feel powerless, right? And that was the day that we decided that this situation was not going to define us, that we were going to do whatever it took to overcome the challenges that we had, you know, had been created. And I think through the next couple of years, we got stuck in a lot of that lack and a lot of that fear, but God, the lessons we've learned and the expansion and then coming to California, you know, having a certain amount of money and feeling really abundant when we got here and then watching that money dwindle really fast because we had to rebuild a a home and, uh, you know, furniture and saran wrap and and silverware and dishes (laughs) because we brought nothing, watching that money go really fast and then being at that situation again but doing it totally differently. Oh like God. we are not going to live in fear anymore. We are going to live in the faith and the trust that the universe always has our back. And when I tell you miracles happened left and right, we bought a truck for my husband, had no idea how we were going to pay for it. And a man hired him and paid his truck payment because he knew that we didn't have the money to pay it. And then once it got to the point where he let him go and Mike created his own business, we were able to pay. We've never missed a truck payment. It's just crazy when you put your faith forward and you're like, this is going to work out because 
we believe it because we've got this strong fortitude and the dedication to live abundance. So your husband's business, when it fell apart, that was, he was a home builder. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. that was huge. Huge. That had, I mean, the huge. real estate market, everything fell through. Yeah. Um, and obviously all of that unraveling, um, is now allowed you to be where you are today, which... And appreciate it so much and more. And appreciate it so much more because you're like, oh my God, look at yeah. who I've become, uh-huh. right? And not in, in a way where you're like, oh, look at me now, look at me. No. That's not what it's about. It's no. like, holy crap. Like I look at myself and what I've been through and where I am today and I'm like, oh my God, I cannot believe that I have a gift to that I brought into this world yeah. to assist people in waking up. And yeah, I love damn that. Damn it, that's what I do. Yeah. That's incredible. Well, and, and the only way to do that is to be where they are. And that's yeah. where we've been. Oh, so it's like we yeah. have to walk through that in order to have the compassion and understanding and offer any kind of wisdom for what people are going through right now. So that person who might be listening that's like, okay, great. I see where she was and I see where she's going. But how the heck do you get from A to B? <laughs> like when you were sitting at the table that day, you know, you were already meditating. Yeah. Because you started meditating yeah. over like, 20 years yeah. ago. Yeah. But what Golden hasn't mentioned is that she had four, well, you still do, have four children. They were all living with us still. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All living with them. Um, You know, no money to pay the mortgage, barely money to pay the food. No money to buy clothes for your teenagers. Let me tell you. Yeah. (laughs) They don't get that. That's (laughs) scary. So what, so somebody who's in this, you know, and it could be. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be the same exact flavor. It doesn't have to be. Um, you know that they're they've lost their business. Maybe it's a job that they hate. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe it's a, a sport that they don't think they're going to be successful at. Like, what's what do you think is the first step? Well, I definitely think getting in touch with that inner connection is so important because that's what's going to start to filter out. You know, and and recognizing that the journey is part of this, like that it's all part of our expansion and everything is happening for our good. So all of that stuff that we went through, as scary as it was, and I mean, there were days that I couldn't breathe. You know, I, I felt like I was underwater all day because there was like, I just felt there was no way out. But the fact that we kept going, we bonded together as a couple. I think that's super important. I've heard so many people that break up over this financial stuff. We came together as a couple and we encouraged one another in every pursuit that we considered. Um, We actually joined a network marketing company at that time, which I'm forever grateful for because it gave us something to work for every day. So it gave us something to work towards. It gave us some hope. It gave us some light at the end of our tunnel. And it gave us great people that encouraged us. I think that was huge in getting us through all of that. Community is huge. Community is huge. And just not giving into the fears so much that we stopped. You know, we just kept going. Right. Because you were on your knees, right? Mm -hmm. Most people would crawl away because we don't have the tools. Nobody taught us how to do this. Yeah. But I believe you came into the world with it. I came into the world with it. BJ came into it. Mike certainly did. Oh, for sure. Um, But it was like that faith, living in that unknown, creating new files with no evidence in the now that those things were going to be real. Yeah. But making them real... That's the thing that we that I think we get so flip flopped on is that to see it I, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Oh my god, uh, that's the worst. That's the, that might be first. worse than I can't afford it. See it first. Yeah, yeah that's first. awful. Right? Feel it first. You know, feel where you want to be first. Feel what that yes. feels like. Not only just visualize it, but actually feel yourself in 
you know, like when I wanted to move to California, I would feel myself on the beach. I would see myself, you know, looking at beautiful flowers and sunsets and all that. I would feel that. And that's what actually activates energy. But as far as like the um, meditating and, and coming into that connection, it's acting on your intuitions. You know, it's, it's listening to that inner voice that tells you to take a left when you were going to take a right that causes you to connect, you know, bump into that person who gives you that opportunity. I remember Mike, um, when he wasn't, he tried to give up carpentry. He tried to give up home building because he was so disparaged in the whole thing. And I remember him driving, he used to drive by this work, um, this big job that was happening right down the street from our house that he bid on and he was supposed to get and he didn't get it and one of his friends got it. And he would drive by every day and he would be pissed, you know, just like seething that he got the job and he didn't. And one day he decided to be happy for his friend. And he was like, you know what? It's great that he got that job. I'm so happy for him. I'm psyched for him. That day, he bumped into the guy at the coffee shop and the guy hired him. And that was the first job that Mike got working for someone again, which was really hard for him. But that was what started to shift our situation and bring money in every week and got us to actually start paying our bills again and gave us like breathing room. So if he didn't act on that intuition to go to the coffee shop that day or to let go of that resentment, that wouldn't have happened because he would have been blocking the energy. Right. And when we're, so I am so guilty of this. I mean, <laughs> oh, I'm going to reveal some evil Woo, things here about we go. myself. Here we go. But I used to wish failure on people mm, all the time. Mm, mm, like people mm, who were mm. like my friends. Yeah. Like I would want them to fail. It's I, easy to do. Right? Oh, it, hurt, it hurts my heart right now. Yeah. I, Cause I know I'm like opening something up, but like, I mean, oh. I have wished death on people before. Oh, man. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm so evil. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you about it. But it was part it. of you burning just, something off, right? It was part of you oof. expanding and coming into this awareness about it. But what I see now, so what happened was that energy would came, come up. I didn't have the tools. Right. So I would feed it. Stuff it. And I would right. like, I want yep. that person to fail. I yeah. hope they lose their job. Yeah. I hope their car breaks down. I mean, whatever yeah. it may be. I used to, I hope they get divorced. I mean, I have thoughts some or it's really not crazy fair. things. I remember thinking, it's not fair. Oh, it's fair, not fair, yeah. But they have all fair. that and I don't. Yeah, I've got nothing. Why? Why do they have all that? Yeah, yeah. and she's got good oh, hair I too. <laughs> and, but what I know now is that if that was to come up, oh, and I can feel, you know yeah. what? I just brought Oof. that freaking energy up. I feel it, right? It's like so heavy right now, but it's <sighs> fine because it's not, yeah. it's just moving. Oh God, I feel like I'm going to fall down. Um, <laughs> but what I know now as I'm experiencing it, as we're recording this, is that if I indulge this, right? Even if I feel ashamed mm. for what I just revealed about myself. Beat yourself up. I'm going to create more negativity in the world. Yeah. So when Mike was driving past that Sight, yeah. seething, which yeah. I can so relate oh. to, he was creating more negativity in the world. Yeah. Right? When we start to look at like the 10,000 foot view of what we're doing and how we're moving through the world, when we're indulging in that negativity, when we are indulging in those feelings that are lower vibrational, and it doesn't mean that they're bad if they show up. It's right. like, what are you going to do with them? Right. Right. So now I would see them as, you know, it's not who I am. There's just some energy in there that I just moved and now it's going to Or a leave. pattern, a thought pattern, right? You said yesterday, we are not our thoughts. We're we are not, not our thoughts. Exactly. Yeah. And so what do I want to see in the world? You know, I want to see, I want a more peaceful world. I want a more loving world. Mm. Well, that starts with what I'm indulging and what I'm putting out in the world. Right. So the moment that Mike shifted that, yes, he ended up 
bringing in more of what he wanted, but in the bigger picture, he put more positivity and love into the world. Totally. Totally. And so when we sit there and we point fingers at, you know, whatever, are the politics and who's running the country, whether we like them or we don't, yeah. it doesn't matter. What is it that you're putting into what the world feeding? when you're pointing that finger? Yeah. Here's a great exercise that I've thrown out in the group before is, you know, um, right now, five words that describe the world you ah, see. I love that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like do five words to describe the world you see. And yeah. then what those words are, they, they tell you way yeah. more about yourself than the world. The world. <laughs> it's the world you're creating really is what those five words are. Yeah. And what you want to see in the world is, you know, that's a symbol of what you're deciding the but world is about. But it takes a lot of deprogramming. Oh, huge. And willingness to, you know, transcend our belief systems yep. to really understand that, you know, the the thoughts that we indulge, the words that we speak and put out there and the actions that we take really not only are the precursor for what we're creating, right? Because we're always creating, but yep. it's also like we're, it's what we're putting out and contributing to the world. Absolutely. And I am very guilty of contributing negativity and downright evil in my past. <laughs> I, I am. I had a very, very shiny, bright light. Uh, and then I had a super dark back end. Mm. Um, and I think that it's, that's, that's the power that I speak of that I felt as for, as a young age, but I had to have that counteract. Yeah. And I didn't understand how to use that, the lower vibrational well, stuff or the darker don't. stuff. Yeah. yeah. But now most I do. people don't. So speaking of like lower vibrations and things like that, let's talk about, because we have a lot of athletes that listen to this mm. and everybody is human, except for if they have their pets and stuff around <laughs> that are listening as well, but injury, uh, illness, yeah. sickness, mm -hmm. right? Because those are lower vibrational things. Yeah. So and they're going to happen. They're going to happen as I, I realized. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I, I have a new, you know, a new, I think a new take on sickness because I just actually... I just had some flu-like symptoms for a couple of days. And originally, like, I didn't even have the sniffles this winter. I didn't have a cough. I, didn't, I, I thought, I have this. Like, I've got my vitamins and some tinctures and all this stuff. And I'm like, I've got the formula. I'm not ever getting sick again. Like, I don't entertain sickness. I don't do sickness. And then my daughter came and they had the, the, the endings of the flu. And they shared that with me for Mother's Day. And you know, believe coming into this place of going, okay, I'm not powerless against this. Clearly my body needs time to readjust. And I always love to just imagine it as I'm integrating energy, I'm releasing low vibrational stuff and I'm, I'm allowing my body to do what it needs to do. So I think in injuries and illness, it's like our body is speaking to us and telling us things about our emotional field that we need to validate and we need to take time. How many of us sit around all day and just relax? I know you guys are really good about that. Like you have a day in your schedule where <laughs> oh, it's yeah, like nothing to do nothing day. Once, and once a month. It's brilliant. It's absolutely we brilliant. We still do stuff, but yeah. we have no like, oh, it's like this has to get done. Yeah. You just slow down because we're yeah. all just on this no like, alarm. We don't usually do this unless we get sick. Yeah. So I nothing think it's, a, day. Yeah. I think I it's a great idea to... I was actually like, there. we need more than one nothingness day a month. <laughs> right? I totally And agree. I put it on our calendar, our Google Calendar, so we'll say nothingness day. I love it. I love it. And because we we are, you know, we're creating, we're constantly creating this community of Yogi Triathlete. We have put, we don't have a backup plan. 
There's yeah. nothing on the back burner. Right. We don't have a safety plan. So you can, we don't need it. Right. So you can go, 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 because you may have this, you know, this fuel and this energy and a little bit of desperation, like, <laughs> oh boy, we got to make it happen or we're going to starve to death. Right. Right. But when we come from that desperate energy, we just activate it. So when you actually do nothing, you let go, you yes. allow, you activate the universe and you say, you know what? We're not in this alone. We've done everything we possibly can. Now it's the universe's time to show us that we are in this together and that there's this energy that we have connection to that is so powerful and wants us to express to our fullest. I have learned that so much by just watching how the universe works. Yeah. Like, will, you know, people might notice when they listen to the podcast, like three weeks in a row, we'll be like, welcome so-and-so to the team. Welcome Ed to the mm. team. Welcome Rachel to the team. And then it'll be like quiet. Uh-huh. Right. So I see this, I see how it ebbs and flows. Yeah. And that's how I believe that we should ebb and at least what I found works for us to ebb and flow is that, yeah, we're, we're always creating content. And because this is what we love, I yeah. know this is what we're supposed to do with our life. But then we have that nothingness day take your of foot just off like, the gas. take yeah. your foot off the gas mm-hmm. and whatever, if we work out or if we, if maybe that whole day is spent on our athletic training, maybe it's going to yoga, maybe it's going down and having a cup of coffee and just sitting at our favorite coffee shop or meditating on the beach or whatever it is. But you got to allow that space for things to marinate because Mm -hmm. when we're constantly throwing stuff at the wall, there's not going to be enough room for anything to stick. stick. Yeah. I totally believe that. So, and that's a universal law, right? It is. The law of allowing. Maximum benefit as a result of minimal effort. Yeah. Right? Completely. And And that's a mind shift. For our oh, societal huge. programming, because it's not about working hard anymore. It's about working smart and activating the energy right. around you. to And your belief systems, you know, that you don't, that it's not all up to you. That you, if you if you are working from intuition and every day you're activating that intuition and you're just creating because you have this power and expression running through you, then it's going to be met by support. And you'll see that over time. I mean, we, the last couple of years of our life have been nothing but that incredible support incredible i i want to touch upon the belief system that you're talking about too with the sickness because Mm. just the cocktail that you were using which was supposed to be bulletproof right it could have gone the other way yeah and then what would happen next winter right you would do the same thing right so you would attach to it because of course it was successful yeah however that's not how most things go right so attachment and detachment so i think it's important and that translates well into meditation too, because you say, I sit in this one spot at 6 a.m. in the morning for 15 minutes and I always have these awesome experiences. And then that one time you're in a hotel room traveling, you don't have the same experience mm. because you were attached to how good it was before. Right. So I think I think it's important to know, because I f- fall guilty of this too, is mm. like you have that formula that you think works. Yeah. And it's good to have that foundation. It's good to have something to go off of, but... Be flexible. Yeah. Because we're forever changing. For Every forever. moment. Every yep. moment, right? So yep. next year, you're going to probably start with that same cocktail <laughs> right? to keep the, the cold or the flu, <laughs> yeah. but it may change. You may add yeah. in something else, maybe exactly. more ginger or yes. whatever. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but I think the point is, like, the, we, we, even though it, it works both ways, so don't get attached to the story that, that encourages disbelief, but, mm-hmm. but don't get attached to the stories that always that always seem to work for you right because it can change in an instance so it can having that detachment allows you to flow through the waves the highs and the lows it's like no matter what i've got the base of what 
will keep me healthy in the sixth right. grade, but I can shoot off in any Well, direction. and that attachment caused me to feel like a failure for a little bit. Like, oh, I failed. Right, expectations. Like, I thought I had yes. this. Yeah. You know, I thought I mastered this. And so that was, was just a couple of days ago. So how did yeah. you come out of like how what was your relationship? Well, your meditation to that? really helped me that day because you it talked about it. Kick-ass. It was pretty kick-ass, and I know it was just for me. <laughs> and but I you know had, that it had nothing to do with me. Well, and the way. interesting thing I well, and this is interesting too, is like, you know, 345 is a crazy time in my schedule. The kids just get home. I'm usually running them around. We're doing stuff, and for whatever reason that day, perfect divine timing. I happened to click on my phone and you were doing it, and I was like, girls. I'm going to meditate. So I went upstairs and I laid down and you said, you know, it's about we're in a purification process. And for me to believe that there were lower vibrational energies that were leaving my body and to and to recognize that, you know, no matter how long I've been meditating, those double decades of meditating, it doesn't matter. There's low vibrational energies that we are coming across every single day as we live in society, as we take in news, as we, you know, deal with all the crap that's happening around us. We're still integrating. We're still allowing all of this stuff to work through us. So as I recognize that and also recognize that my meditation journey and everything that we're teaching people is causing me to be on this fast path where sometimes I have to incur symptoms. Sometimes I have to lay down and sleep all day. And to allow myself to do that in this positive light of purification was like it was letting me out of this guilty, you know, shameful, crap, I got sick. You know, almost like I don't want to tell anybody that I... And I didn't even say I was sick. I said I'm having flu-like symptoms. (laughs) Because I refuse to say I'm sick. Right. Because what is sick? Right. Like, your body is always... Yeah. Talk about the, the physicality of the body and the physiology of the body is that there is an inherent wisdom that is always, always organizing that towards health. we take health. for granted. Yeah. Every a f- day. A fever is a healing mechanism. Yes. I didn't actually take anything for my fever because I recognize that. Yeah. I'm like, like I'm going to let this work Symptoms yep. are the recognition that the body is healing. Yes. And yeah, that's what low vibe stuff feels like. Mm-hmm. It feels itchy. Icky. It yeah. hurts. Yep. It's sticky. Yep. It's gross. Yeah. So if we're not if we're feeling ill um, or we have an injury in the body and it, it, the English language is so limiting because I feel like those are negative connotations to those words to start to adopt this perspective that it's it's healing Mm -hmm. it's healing Mm -hmm. it's letting go of what you don't need anymore and also understand that if a person comes into the office and they have the flu and your first response is, oh, great, now I'm going to get it. My whole family's going to get <laughs> yeah. it. Guess what? You're yeah. going to get it and your whole family's well, going to get it. Well, and I did it. have a little bit of fear when my daughter came and laid in my bed and took a nap and she wasn't feeling well. And I just thought, oh, I should wash my sheets. <laughs> <laughs> and then I didn't wash the sheets. And there it was. Like, that was the seed, right? Right. But, but there, there was, was a, a bigger purpose. Yeah, there was a bigger purpose. Yeah. And that it's your body clearing out what you don't need anymore. And so to resist it, yeah. to get mad at the injury to get upset with the mm-hmm. sickness and oh, think about so all good. the things that you're missing, right? The lack of what you're yeah. not able to do. The resentment. What are you creating? Yeah. You're creating exactly more of that. If you're the person that says, oh, I get bronchitis every February. Yeah. Well, yep. 
that congratulations. Or I want to touch on Lyme continue. disease because I'm I, I work with someone who has Lyme disease and mm-hmm. just what they I mean being from the East Coast, you know, Lyme disease is, is real and I know a lot of people that have it and believe that they're gonna have it forever because that's what these doctors do. And her perception and visualization is that she has these pockets living inside of her body that are dormant, that are waiting to express. Like that's how she feels. She has these shadow places in her body. So we've been working on releasing that. And, and coming into this new belief system like you were with the West Nile virus, like, I don't have to believe that this is going to be part of my life forever. Like, our bodies are reproducing and regenerating all the time. Why would we keep expressing a disease that we have the control over to create something different? And so much of it has, and I think that's such a limiter in our in our medical system like the labels and the how we condemn so much um, patients and ourselves mm-hmm. with labels yeah. of I have you know a level three tear in my labrum it's yeah. like yeah well oh, you just condemn what are you gonna visualize to all the time you're gonna visualize this injury you're gonna right. express with it you're gonna connect with it you're gonna keep it activated instead of believing in your health and healing and yeah yeah, and and also that it's nothing's happening to you. It's yeah. happening for you, yeah. and you are never off your path. Never. You are never off your path. So yeah, you were getting ready to race that Ironman, and you know BJ is the living example of this, being one hundred and ten percent ready to race, and five days before getting brought to his knees with this gnarly virus. Wow! And, which I was like, I'm not getting that, and I never did. <laughs> and um, no, thank you. I'm yeah. in my white light pantsuit. I'm good. I'm good. Um, that, you know, and BJ, you navigated that so, so well because he just, he just knew he had the wisdom, he had the knowledge that it wasn't in, wasn't happening to him, but it was happening for him to learn mm-hmm. how to detach and to learn how to teach that. And now he teaches that so incredibly well to his athletes because of what he wasn't able to race, but he just stayed moment to moment to moment, not labeling it, not condemning himself to not being mm-hmm. able to race. I mean, it was race morning. The alarm went off at 3 a.m. And I was like, are you better or are you worse? And he was like, oh, like, yeah. and I'm like, okay, there's the gift. You know, you're not doing it. You so know? what and- would you say about injury, BJ? Because I'm curious. To what you would say. Yeah, I've had, and I've had lots of injuries. Yeah. We were talking about my condemning in my yearbook. Yeah. My quote was, if I didn't have bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Oh, God. How, how Talk terrible about having to is- de-identify from something, right? <laughs> Whoa. And like, I know so many people that believe that. Yeah, you know? I did. Oh. I did. As a high school, as an impressionable, oh, like, 18-year-old. Wow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but but that's but that's exactly what needed to happen for me. Like yeah. that does not define who I am now. Like I can right. look back on that and say like, wow, I was in dark place, and I'm still working out the dark injury stuff. But yeah. for someone who, because as athletes, we're all going to get injured. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. And and, and, and that can be any scale. It can be plantar fasciitis. Yeah. Like just small yeah. little things, a scratch, whatever. It's how it's how you navigate that. So what I like to do is just. I don't label, I don't label it anymore. Yep. I don't label it. It's, it's a swirly sensation. Yeah. That, that's Ooh, something. I like that. A swirly sensation. <laughs> that's it happening. It just you laugh too. Doesn't it? Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I have this sensation in my right uh, hamstring that's not allowing me to have full extension right yeah, now. Yeah. Okay, great. Now move on. Right. And then I do the next thing. And then it, it, 99.9% of the time the next day, 
it's gone. Well, there's or no resistance in that, right? So you're not fighting the pain. Never. You're not pissed about the no, pain. You're just no. like, I'm going to let this swirly sensation do what it needs to do and work itself out of me. Exactly. I love that. Because when you start to, when you start to feed it and you start to tell the social community, hey, I'm oh, making Lord. an announcement. I can't <laughs> yeah. raise this because I have like, who, yeah. like, we're just normal people. Like who cares? Right. Just keep, keep pursuing the moment moment to moment so just keep stay because the injury or whatever is holding you back will eventually work itself out so i don't give it energy yeah and i gotta say in meditation the the biggest thing is my white light i, I yeah. never miss the white light uh, it's, just bring it i take in. the white light from the from my toes all the way up to the top of my head oh, right it. yeah. it's like a big squeegee yes all the way up and i remove and i dig this little chisel away at all the self-doubt or anything that's in my body and it leaves this gap there's like a hole and sometimes the hole is big sometimes Mm -hmm. it's small but what I fill that with is like an abundance of you know unwavering faith and belief in myself yeah compassion and love and all these words that flow in so now that space that was empty with all the negative stuff it, it it's all filled up and now I'm topped off again I love it and some days it's scraping because I'm doing a good job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and some days yeah. It's like a shovel. I'm like, yeah. doubt, man. Where's this doubt going to end? You're like it. pulling up the roots and it's like, whoa, it's way down there. And I love that because it's a daily process. So that's one thing that I want to touch on with M21 is how what we're doing is giving people that daily wake up call. And in each you know week that we provide you know, we're bringing all of our wisdom and, and, and information and these guided meditations. Like if you can't do what BJ just described, we're going to do that for you. And we're going to be able to bring you to a place of that white light and bring in whatever you need and release these lower vibrational energies. So if, you know, if you're not able to do that for yourself, I think that's what our community provides and how it's a daily process, you know, to keep yourself in tuned, in touch with the positivity of life and the abundance that you're surrounded by is an everyday, every second thing. Yeah. Because I, you can get sucked into this other world that's happening. Like Facebook is a newsfeed at this point, right? You can't escape it. So what else are you feeding yourself? Yeah. And I think that the three of us are living proof. Yeah. You know, I mean, going from wishing death on people to <laughs> everything that I do, every choice I make is how can I benefit the whole? Yeah. You know, that yeah. is not, that is no bullshit people. Yeah. That is a little bit every day over a long period of time. And if you were to look at the yoga sutras and the yoga sutras says like, okay, how do you get to enlightenment? How do you find uh, the point in your life where you're fully evolved? It, it's the funniest thing. And it, you think like the yoga sutras, it's like super complicated. No, it's like show up yep. every day, yeah. every day without fail for the rest of your exactly. life. Exactly. Right? But it becomes the way that you live. Yeah. And and it, there's so much more flow. Yeah. Even when the waves come crashing in, it's just like I've got that surfboard on hand yeah. at all times. Yeah they place me on shore a little bit more gently and the tide recedes a little bit more quickly. You know, like BJ said, he'll feel something in his hamstring. Both of him and I had a experience a couple months ago where for absolutely no reason at all, early in the day we found this, we got this serious hit that we were supposed to go to acupuncture. Uh-huh. And I didn't tell him and he didn't tell me. Oh, that's and great. then like later on in the day, he's like, I think I want to go to acupuncture. I'm like, oh, Whoa, me too. I guess we should. But I've got, the, I've got a run to do. He's like, so do I, let's go out for a run. We took like, I don't even know, 10 steps. I was like, I was in crippling pain. Oh my gosh. BJ couldn't run. Neither of us could run. 
It was the weirdest thing. And we just looked at each other. We're like, let's go to acupuncture. <laughs> we went to acupuncture, which also happened to be the sound healing night. Oh, nice. So here we are loaded up with needles and heat. <laughs> and the guy's banging the gong and playing didgeridoo on our chest. Oh, my our goodness. Our whole bodies were like okay, vibrating. I need to come to that. <laughs> oh, Thursday night. Oh, it's I'm right coming. down the street. Sign me up. It's I'm ridiculous. In. And it's like 25 bucks. No way. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, that's cool. But those intuitive hits, all of that comes yeah. from sitting in stillness, mm-hmm. getting those higher frequencies more visible in your daily life. Mm-hmm. So people will say all the time, like, how do you strengthen your intuition? How do you strengthen your intuition? There's some Hello. techniques that you can do, yeah. but it's it's getting into that stillness. Yeah. It is the thing that it's so connecting, many of us... It's connecting because then that voice will be louder, right? Avoid. Yeah, yeah. It gets louder. Yeah. And that's the voice that, you know brought me out to California, brought you out to California. It's the voice that brought me to my knees and, and allowed me to go beyond a belief system that I can do it on my own and ask our community for help, like, and not be ashamed for that. Right. You know, and then feel the support and the love. And now, oh my gosh, that is currency. Mm -hmm. All that momentum that we just gained from this beautiful, beautiful community. So good. It's, it's the good life. Yeah. What so much goodness. Yeah. yeah. So All right. Much. All right. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. I know we could go on forever. forever. Um, <laughs> so make sure to check out the show notes for this episode, you guys, yogitriathlete.com for links to listen to the previous episode with Golden and sign up for the M21 Woo. Revolution, which our June challenge starts actually this month. It yes. starts May 28th. Yay. So it will be a week from when this launches. Also, we've got awesome savings in the show notes from our sponsors, way to support the show, including using our Amazon banner ad for your purchases, which actually doesn't cost you a thing, but it puts some change back into the show to help us keep this medium of connection going. For those of you that want to dive in deeper, we welcome your support on Patreon. Thank you so much, you guys, for tuning in, sharing the show living the example and showing up for yourself. Because when we show up for ourselves, when we have those nothingness moments or nothingness days, we're able to show up for everyone in this world. You know, it's all about putting that oxygen mask on Mm. on first. And so I said it at the beginning and I'll say it again. uh, We're not here to go through the motions. We're here to get to the other side of uh, what ails us and what fills our hearts. So stay curious and remember that every single moment we are creating and by living more mindfully, it makes it possible for us to create on purpose the very things that we came here to do. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rock it.